Testament reading is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I will be reading the Message Bible, so if you're looking at your pew Bibles, it may be a little bit different from what you have in front of you. Brothers and sisters, let us continue to hear and receive the word of the Lord. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all God's mysteries and making everything plain as day, and, in a, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I am nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say or what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of the truth, puts up with everything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limit. We know only a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooled like any infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't yet see clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist, but it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us, knowing God directly, just as God knows us. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward the consummation. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love.
Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, O oh my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you
So my mom is the eldest of the 12, and in 1970, my father and my mom moved up here, and I was raised in Gratiot Avenue. So I say being a fourth-generation Presbyterian means a lot, but it means nothing at all. Because if I don't know God personally as my Lord and Savior, then nothing else matters. If I don't have God's love in my heart, then nothing else matters. Amen? Amen. Amen. So our scripture today, I love 1 Corinthians. I love the thought. I love talking about God's love. And it's appropriate as we are approaching um, Valentine's Day. And we know Valentine's Day, everyone is, the world is celebrating love. But the love in this text is different than what the world is celebrating. And if I think about the different types of love, I want to start off with, um, let's start off with uh, eros, that type of love, the Greek word, that type of love that is an intimate love between two, a man and a woman, two people, that intimate type of love. And I grew up watching um, television and watching TV shows, and I can't remember if it was Mickey Rooney or Andy Rooney, but it was one of those guys, and it was it would be these love stories. So, so when I went to college and I quote unquote had what I call my first love, and how many of you don't raise your hands, but do you remember your first love? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> Some of us may be married to our first loves, which is a wonderful thing. Some of us not, but my first love, I remember um, distinctively college, um, when the summer came, I think I had been talking about him too much, that my father decided I was in Michigan and I needed to go to Florida for the summer. <laughs> so he shipped me off to Florida and I worked at Disney, but before I went there, me and this first love, we're like, at nine o'clock every night, we're gonna look up at the moon, yes. So, so that's what I'm saying, I watch too much TV. <laughs> but that's Eros, that's, that's, that's a, a, a kind of intimate love between two people, and, and sometimes that love can fade away. And then you have Sorge, Sorge, which is a familial type of love, which is maybe a love that a parent would have for a child. And I'm reminded of two stories. This one story was a, a young lady who found out, her and her husband found out that she was pregnant, and, but with it, she was having some difficulties. And they found out that she had a tumor on her liver. And they said through this pregnancy with the increase of the estrogen that this tumor would get larger and could burst and she would die and the baby would die. But this mother prayed, this family prayed, the church prayed, and she decided, they decided that she would go on with the pregnancy. And thanks be to God, everything turned out all right. But this was a mother's love. And then I'm reminded of another story of a, a congressman who probably, I think it was in 2013, uh, went to prison because he had falsified some tax returns. And so his mother said, I love you. And I will write you every day when you're in prison. And he was sentenced to three years. 
This mother wrote her son a letter every single day. Only a mother's love. And since that time, he's, he's, I've uh, heard that he's out of prison, and he compiled these letters and has since put them in a book format, and it's called Loving You, Thinking of You, Don't Forget to Pray. This is a mother's love. But it's still not the type of love that's talked about in this text today. Our text today is talking about agape. Somebody say agape. agape. And I know that you've heard of this love. We know that this is God's love and it's different and it's deeper and it's unconditional and it's unselfish. And our, our text in the message says it means to love extravagantly. And so you say, well, well, what does that mean? How does that look? How do we love extravagantly? So I looked up extravagantly, and I saw a picture of Elton John. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's what came to my mind. I'm like, how can I get them to picture extravagant? But it's loving differently than who you are or because of conditions, because this is my child, because this is my first, second, third love. It's loving differently. And so I'm reminded of a story, and it's not a story, I'm reminded of uh, uh, something that happened a couple years back when a church would be in the midst of a Bible study and a young man would walk into this church and would join in this Bible study and for over an hour these people loved on him and, and shared God's story with him and at the end he would shoot and kill nine of these parishioners. But after that, almost immediately, like the next day, those surviving said, we forgive him. And people are like, how can you do that? What is wrong with you? And not everybody said that, but the majority of the members and the family members said, we forgive that young man. Church, that is loving extravagantly. It's about forgiveness. It's about a forgiveness and a love that only God can give us. But God is requiring us to do that. I should have warned you, I usually warn people before I preach, Pastor Kelly, that um, I, at, when I was at Hope Church, I said I was like a midwife. And you know, at some points, and the midwife, she tells you to push, and it gets uncomfortable. But, but it's something beautiful that happens at the end. So this is the time when I say I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pushing you to think, to love people that don't look like you. To love people that may not speak the same language that you speak. To love people who may not have the same education that you have. To love people who are not Presbyterians. Push. 
The Bible says that God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. And he created all living things, and then he created man and woman, and it was good. And somewhere along the line, we got this swelled head, and we sinned against God. But God, still loving us, gave us another chance, and another chance. Until it got to the point where it says, well, God so loved the world that he sent his only son. So he sent one who was complete, one who was perfect, to walk on this earth, to suffer. He healed. He forgave sins. He did not condemn. And at one point, he laid down his life for each and every one of us, loving extravagantly. But the good news is, and this was in the midst of our sin. This was in the midst of mankind not being perfect, being incomplete. He laid down his life. But the good news is on the third day, we know that he got up. <coughs> and because he lives, each one of us has the right to eternal life. So the challenge is for us on this day to be the church that God has called us to be. Tap your neighbor, say, wake up, she's wrapping up. <laughs> church, the time is now for us to be the church that God has called us to be, to be love to be mercy, to be grace. This world is broken, and if you have noticed that it, it's seemingly becoming more and more divided. But our being the church does not end in this worship service. This is where it begins, and we walk out into that world, and we are to be love, God's love, Agape. Church, you, Rosedale Gardens, you are about God's love. I feel it when I walk in here. I know the Holy Spirit, and I know God's love when I feel it. The Word says to try the Spirit, to discern the Spirit by the Spirit. So God's love is in this place. So it's on you to receive that and to leave this place and be that presence in someone's life who does not know God, who is feeling like they are at the end. And it doesn't mean hitting them over the head with the Bible, even though we don't have that reputation. That's, that's another denomination. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. But be God's love in the world that is thirsty, that is holding on to their last breath. And as the scripture says, trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God, and he will make your path straight. And hope. What does the song say? My hope is built on nothing less 
than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And remember, the greatest of these three things is love. Church, God is love. And God loved. God's love never fails. Amen. 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 Amen.